You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. This is your host, Leah Lund. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about becoming more fulfilled with age. And yes, that is possible to become actually more fulfilled when your life, with your life, feel better about your life, feel even like you're contributing more as the years go by and you're aging. Aging can be a very polarizing experience for people. Some people will face it head on and they will give their all to anti-aging, to aging well, to doing everything they can to feel as young as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can. And others will become anxious, maybe even depressed, as they feel the best of their life is passing them by. After working with thousands and thousands of clients, I have clearly seen that aging is in the eye of the beholder. The number doesn't dictate how you approach it. You have the choice to have whichever perspective you want to have, the one that you're going to do everything you can to enjoy your later decades, even more than you did your earlier decades, or if you're going to give in to a belief that the best of life has passed you by. The number doesn't dictate at all. In fact, I've worked with 35-year-olds and 39-year-olds and 40-year-olds who have, who have come to me telling me, oh, it's too late. It's too late for me to make a change. It's too late for me to have a second career or really live out my purpose or my passion. And they often have felt like, um, you know, they put their purpose and passion on the back burner, but too much time has gone by, even at 35 years old, 39 years old, 40 years old. What I know is we are empowered, completely empowered with a lot of choices that can define the quality of your life. And one choice that you can make, anyone can make, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 60, whether you're 70 and beyond, anyone can choose to reinvent yourself. Maybe even multiple times, maybe even every single decade. And when you choose to always be reinventing yourself, expanding yourself, growing your capacity, learning new things, being involved in and having new experiences, when you do that, the later decades can be much more fulfilling than even the early ones were. So how do we do that? There are three, in my experience and in my working with people, I see three most important factors in becoming more fulfilled as you age. The first one is your health, your physical health, your mental health. This includes things like your diet and your exercise or your movement. And I actually covered this in a separate episode of the I and Vibrant podcast on super agers. This was episode 13. So if that's of interest to you, when you get done listening to this, go ahead and go to episode 13. And I talk all about longevity and how to be a super ager and what are the factors that people live into their 70s and 80s, but behave and feel like they're in their 60s or even 50s. Uh, what are all the common denominators between those super agers? That's all covered in episode 13. 
The second most important factor in becoming more fulfilled as you age is to start living your life. And that can start at any age, at any point, and it's never too late. There was a nurse that did a palliative care study on people that were dying and they listed out their top regrets. And the number one single biggest regret of their life as they were facing the end was they wished they'd had enough courage to live their own life instead of the life that somebody else wanted them to live. And so it stands to reason to be more fulfilled as you age is to start living your life, the life that you want to be living. And in order to do that, it's critical. I'm going to share a word that I invented that um, is critical, and it's to self-oritize. That means to put self first, whether that is your nutritional needs or your exercise needs, but it's also your fun, your adventure, your reflection, your time for yourself, your creative outlets, maybe your travel. It's basically putting everything that is important to your heart, that is important in order for you to look back on your life and say that was a fulfilling life experience, to put those things first and actually dedicate time on the schedule, on the calendar for your purpose and your passions and your development and your growth and your expansion and your new experiences. And what's often required in order to do that is to let go of the other responsibilities. Typically, the later decades, the family's grown up and, they're, and they can stand on their own two feet. And yet more and more, I see clients who are parents who are um, still having their 20-somethings living at home and taking on a lot of responsibility for them. And I think it even goes younger than that, where parents I see overcompensating and taking a lot of, um, in, in effort to give their children everything they didn't have, taking on too much responsibility. So to, in order to self-oritize, it's so important to let go and allow your family to stand on their own two feet. Allow them to make mistakes. Allow your kids to figure some things out for themselves. Uh, be there, of course, to, to talk about it, but you don't have to mistake-proof their life because actually if you mistake proof their life then they lose out on the fulfillment of learning and that actually leads me to the number three most important factor in becoming more fulfilled with your life as you age and that is become a lifelong learner why is that so important well being a lifelong learner has a lot of benefits and here are just a few of them you will increase your self-confidence when you become a lifelong learner. When you exercise your ability to learn something new, retain the information, apply the information, it does increase your self-confidence. You'll also increase your ability to adapt and change, which means to pivot and, and roll with life as it comes to you. Life will be less scary. You will have less fear when you can adapt and change because then if something is a surprise, you just adapt to it and, and, and adjust to it and you're okay. Being a lifelong learner also improves and strengthens your interpersonal skills with, with other people. You have more to share. You have more to offer to a conversation and people will be drawn to you and very interested in listening to you and then in turn sharing about their experiences. Being a lifelong learner has actually been shown to reduce risk reduce risk of dementia, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a minute, 
when we talk about lifelong learning and the brain. Uh, and lastly, being a lifelong learner can help you find true meaning in your life. The way that you find what is most meaningful to you in your life comes only through experience. You really can't sit in your house, sit at your table and say, okay, um, I just wanna know intuitively what's the most meaningful things in my life. You may get a hint about one or two, you may get some higher power guidance and, and be pretty sure about some things, but the vast majority of what we find most meaningful in life we never find out if it's meaningful to us or not until we have a felt experience with it. That means actually doing it, getting out there and trying things, experiencing new things, experimenting, getting super curious. And, and if you do that as a lifelong learner in the later decades of your life, that can make those later decades much more fulfilling. So how do you get started being a lifelong learner? You can start at any age. It doesn't matter if you're 20 and you haven't done it, or if you're 50 and you haven't done it yet, or if you're 80 and you haven't done it yet, or anything in between or beyond. You can make an intentional choice right now today to become a lifelong learner. And there are so many ways you could begin to take courses, whether it be in-person courses or online courses. You could go to meetups about things that interest you. There are so many meetups now. Uh, you could pick any hobby or interest or passion or curiosity that you have, and you most likely would be able to find a meetup about that topic. There's just um, so many available now. Uh, or also clubs, other forms of clubs about that topic or that hobby or that interest. It's a great way to become a lifelong learner. You can also volunteer. I'll never forget when I, my biggest life reinvention yet, I say yet because I plan to reinvent many more times yet in, in this human journey, but my greatest reinvention yet was when I walked away from my corporate life and I moved across country and I ended a relationship and I was just completely a wide open book on my own for the first time in many years. And I started to explore what do I even want in life? And how do I even know if I want it? And a couple of thoughts that I had were, I, I believe I wanna be involved in some kind of service. And I'm pretty sure I want to be around horses again. I hadn't been around them since I was growing up. Um, so not since college, um, but those were two things I sort of thought, yeah, I think those are passions of mine, but let me find out for sure. So I started volunteering at a therapeutic riding center and we worked with children that had both mental challenges as well as physical challenges. And I knew it was something that was, was indeed fulfilling to me from the very first day that I volunteered. Because on the first day I volunteered, there was a little boy with cerebral palsy who came in and he was not communicating. Um, he didn't communicate very often with his parents. And he really looked like he wasn't comprehending much of what was going on around us until the moment that we placed him on the horse and we started leading the horse around. Almost instantly, he looked at his mom and said, can we come again tomorrow? And um, I tear up as I think about it today because his mom just burst into tears. His dad had tears in his eyes because they loved so much just even hearing simple words from him because it was so rare 
and the horse was what um, what brought that out in him. And so I was hooked for sure. So there I knew that was something I wanted to continue learning about was how to use horses in therapeutic ways. And I still include that in every one of our retreats. Um, other ways to start being a lifelong learner, you can watch documentaries, you can read books, you can participate in forums, and it doesn't even have to be that formal. You can simply start to ask questions and really uh, informally interview people around you who are doing interesting things. Become curious. Just start to ask, hey, what are you doing and why? And how long have you done it? And when did you start? And why did you think you'd like it? And what don't you like about it? And the list of questions goes on and on. But embrace strangers and just notice what they're doing and start to be curious and ask them lots of questions. That's a very powerful way of being a lifelong learner. The I Am Vibrant podcast is brought to you by the Vibrant Woman Program. Hi there, I'm Leah Lund, and in our program, I help you reclaim your health, your happiness, your joy, your peace, even your fun and your adventure, and your most vibrant self. You'll be guided step-by-step to take action, to break through mental, physical, and emotional blocks, and subconscious patterns and programming so that you can be your best brain, your best body, your best you, and have your best life. For full details, go to onewholehealth.com or reach out through the podcast. So now I want to share what I think is a a light bulb strategy for starting to be a lifelong learner. And that is don't get frustrated by problems, even if they're technology kind of problems or changes. And we know our technology changes all the time. Simply see those opportunities as your chance to learn. This is such a powerful shift because frankly, life is nothing but problem solving. Things come up that are unexpected. As much as we try to control sometimes and have nothing unexpected happen, life is full of the unexpected. And if we view it as a problem, we can shut down and close off. Or you can view it as your opportunity to be a lifelong learner and to learn something and be able to make a change and adapt. It's, it's why it's so powerful to spend time with younger people too, with teenagers, with children, and actually listen to them versus only sharing what you know. Listen to them because there's so much that we can learn, especially about technology and just modern living when we listen to young people. And they do have a wonderful way of just saying it like it is too, which is, um, which is fantastic. So don't get frustrated by problems, ask questions and see it as your opportunity to learn and be modest enough and humble enough to ask a young person to show you how, because they've got a lot to offer and there's a lot we can learn from them. So how does lifelong learning affect, uh, affect our mental health and our aging in lots of ways. Lifelong learning is really helpful for aging well. In fact, education has been found as one of the, of the biggest modifiable factors in enjoying better mental health, whether, whether whatever stage of aging you're at, but just to improve your mental health, education is a great factor. And notice that I said it's a modifiable factor, meaning something that you can change, something that you can start at any time. 
there was a study in the JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association Neurology uh, uh, edition, that reported that older adults that had higher scores on cognitive reserve had a reduced risk of dementia. So basically that result was saying that high levels of cognitive reserve could compensate for dementia pathology. So the more that you exercise your brain, learn more, problem solve, it can compensate for dementia pathology through other pathways. And, and in effect, reduce your risk of developing dementia. I see this happening with my father. He, at the age of 69, he picked up the accordion and taught himself, he doesn't read music by the way, but taught himself to play the accordion. Um, he is a champion warrior of Sudoku. He loves to work on puzzles like that. He's constantly reading magazines and still, you know, things like um, uh, science, uh, popular science and learning how to make things and do things. And, and sometimes he'll make them and sometimes he'll just read about them. But I really see how it's kept his mind very, very clear. And here's the thing, it's never too late to start being a lifelong learner. So research has shown that even in 75 years and older, if you start stimulating the mental, physical, and social activities at age 75 years and older, it is still associated with reduced dementia risk. Lifelong learning impacts our brain in other ways as well. It's very healthy for our brain all, overall. At the neurological level, learning is a, a complex system of bioelectric chemistry where information transfer takes place when one brain cell fires at another brain cells and connects through their synapses. And so any kind of enhanced learning and study will increase the firing of synapses and will enhance the neuroplasticity of our brain. So you can think of lifelong learning as neurogenesis, generating new neural connections in your brain. And who doesn't want that for as long as we possibly can? Learning does literally grow your brain. And the more you learn, it, you also grow capacity to learn. So the more you learn, the more you can learn. Because our brains are designed to, to uh, prune away and take away any unused synapses, they pluck the, the, the processes, kind of pluck them away. You can think of it like pruning a bush. Then our cognitive skills tend to dip after we stop learning a lot of new things. Sometimes that's when we graduate from college. Sometimes that's when we retire from work. But the point is it doesn't have to happen because you can still challenge your brain on a daily basis. And every time you learn something new and you practice it, you're going to be forming more connections in the brain, increasing the number of synapses between your neurons, and therefore allowing them to send and receive this information and not be pruned or plucked away. So you can use your brain's plasticity to learn new skills, to build better memory, and even to quicken your speed of processing. And this can keep you very, very sharp at any age. So I want to talk next about the opportunity, especially for women, when it comes to lifelong learning, uh, because I think there is a little difference between women and men. This is, of course, a generalization, and it's based on observation of um, many people, including my family, and, and how the women in my family have aged as opposed to men. 
I think that men tend to be lifelong learners more often and sooner. Men are very curious and they, they want to learn new things. They like to watch the documentaries. They like to read um, the, the science journals and things like that. I'm not saying that no women are, are interested in that. I think many women are, but I also think it has something to do with women being the caregivers and taking care of the family, that they may have just had less time to focus on things like that. So ladies, especially, it's not too late to become a lifelong learner. And you can even now have, maybe for the first time in your life, a chance to learn without having it be focused on an end result. What I mean by that is engage in learning that doesn't have to be related to your career or make you money or help you raise the children. This is a bonus when you get to a certain stage in life is that you can start to learn just for fun, just for the sake of learning. You can also, by, by any means, choose a new career or choose to fund a nonprofit or choose to start a mission or a movement. And an example that I saw recently that uh, just really stood out to me recently, my husband and I went and saw a friend of his that was his friend in junior high and high school, and he hadn't seen him for probably 30 years, if not more. And we met this gentleman and he was clearly a lifelong learner. I could tell it within 15 minutes because he was sharing all kinds of information. But one example is that he had actually become after he retired, he became a math teacher in his 60s after leaving his corporate sales job um, just for, to try something new. Someone suggested to him it to him. They said, you have the qualities of a teacher. You'd be a good teacher. He thought about, well, if I was going to become a teacher at this age, what, what's a subject that I'm, I have more strengths in than others? And he literally became a teacher and taught for um, over a decade. I've also seen this example, um, I, I think of a time that I was in Hawaii and I saw three women on the beach surfing and two of them, and I would guess them to be 70, I, I don't know that for a fact, um, but two of them were accomplished surfers, you could tell, and they had another woman out there around their same age and they were teaching her to surf. And I just thought, that was so great. This was probably 10 years ago or more that I witnessed this, but it was so great to see them out there at that age, learning something completely new, just for the fun of it and just to be excited about it. So here's a couple of examples of more famous late bloomers, just to get you really inspired here to start lifelong learning and start finding your fulfillment in life through your experiences, no matter what your age is. So let me, let me share a few of these. Louise Hay did not start Hay House until she was in her 60s. Warren Buffett accumulated 93% of his wealth after age 50. A woman named Gladys Burrell ran the marathon at age 92 and qualified for the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest female to complete a marathon or compete in a marathon, excuse me. Uh, a star in the, uh, in the web TV series that I associate produce was a gentleman in his 80s. He'd climbed five of the world's tallest peaks, and he had a plan that year to go climb one more. John Glenn went back to space at age 77. Grandma Moses painted her first painting at age 76. 
Benjamin Franklin was 70 years old when he signed the Declaration of Independence and he was 81 when he signed the US Constitution. Laura Ingalls Wilder didn't publish her first novel until she was 65 years old. So you can see it's truly never too late to be more fulfilled with your life. And whether it's starting a second, third or fourth career or honoring a, a dream that you put on the back burner for, for your earlier part of life or exploring a completely new creative passion or even just doing something that's fun and something for yourself. What it really takes to be able to do this is a success mindset versus a stuck mindset. The success mindset is the person that knows anybody can learn anything. It's just a matter of training and knowledge. That's the get curious and be the lifelong learner. Then it's the matter of putting in the effort. You actually have to try it and do it, have a felt experience with it. And then it's repetition, repetition, repetition until you get good at it. And you might fall off and then you rebound. But anyone can be successful with anything with, with taking those three steps. And a stuck mindset instead thinks when they make a mistake that, oh, they're just not meant to do something or they're just not capable of doing something. But success mindset knows, no, it's just a matter of learning from my mistakes, closing the gap to learn from my failures, trying again, not attaching any meaning about me on how it's turning out right now and staying in that open, curious space, which is really the energy of love. I'm going to leave you today in this podcast with something that Clint Eastwood says, because obviously, as of this recording, he's still going strong in Hollywood and making great movies and everything. And somebody asked him how he does it and at, at his age. And he said, well, I don't let the old man in. And what I take that to mean is he stays in the absolute belief that he can do anything he wants to do and that age does not determine what he can experience in his life and what what he's capable of and what he can do and isn't that an incredible mantra for living live that way and you will become more and more fulfilled every single year and every single decade so get out there and start becoming a lifelong learner living your life and you started by listening to this today. I'll talk to you next time on I Am Vibrant. You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.